Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, May 31st, the very last day of May, 2015. I am Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California, where we have a little preview of one of my favorite seasons of the year here in Southern California. It's called June Gloom. And I actually oh. like it because it's just the fog rolls in and it's kind of kind of cool and kind of wet. It's just a relief from the relentless sunshine we have here in Southern California, uh, which I know nobody in the rest of the country ever wants to hear. Uh, Julie Dolan, you're in Dallas, Texas. You, speaking of weather, uh, Texas has been much in the news this week. It's been wild, Liz. We have not seen any of that relentless sunshine you've been talking yeah. about. But we've had very dramatic weather you know, and I've got a story to go along with it. Okay. And Monica Dolan, Portland, Oregon. I'm imagining the roses, the azaleas, the rhododendron this time of year. Everything is in bloom. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'm still recovering from Memorial Day weekend, the oh. three-day weekend with Sheila and Ben. Oh, nice. Okay. To visit Ben, a lot of fun. And Yeah, so Sheila this- had never been in the Bend bungalow, right? Right. And uh, she enjoyed the downstairs bedroom with the ensuite setup. It was nice. We had a fun, fun weekend. That is great. Okay. We actually have a very full show for you today. Julie somehow this week managed to buy and unbuy a house. We don't know any of the details, but we want to know more about that. I have what I think might be a memorable, uh, let's just see, how do I put this? messages about pets story and uh this one involves ferris but i have another one in my past that longtime listeners may remember monica happily told us this morning she has good news for julie and good news for me that she found in the news can't Mm -hmm. wait to hear that surprise surprise julie has some headlines that maybe the problem with work is overwork there's Mm -hmm. a shocker uh, we got a movie quiz. We got a few celebrity quick hits, including, you know, good news from Mindy Kaling. More on that later. Uh, and, uh, and of course, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on at our Facebook group. So I wanted to shout out to a couple of our uh, Satellite Sisters over in the Facebook group. But first, you know, speaking of Satellite Sisters, I just want to say, you know, we launched our new website in March. You've both been there, right? You've experienced the new SatelliteSisters.com. It's delightful, Liz. Uh, that's what it is. It's a sheer delight to go to the Satellite Sisters website now because it actually works. And you can find things. And you can cruise around and leave comments. I love it, Liz. Yes. And the one of our goals was to make it easier for you to listen to all of our old shows. It's all searchable. There are hundreds of shows there. Well, I want to tell you that just in the three months since we redid the whole website, we have five times the number of visitors. How about that? Five, five times. And nine, uh-huh. nine times the number of actual visits. From you know, so, so it means that the people that are coming are coming back more often, which is not surprising considering now they can find things. 
Well, hats off to you, Liz. You did spearhead that project for us, and it um, it looks great, and more, and it works great. I mean, I know that's not great English, but that's that's really the truth, isn't it? Well, Satellite Sisters listeners, you are sucking up that bandwidth, which we are very happy to provide. It means you're listening to a lot of our shows that are there, uh, that are posted there. So special thanks to Mary Duffy and Alan Dockery, who redesigned that website for us and did all of the behind-the-scenes work on that if you want to know who they are. If you have a website you want redesigned, if you go to the very bottom of our page, you'll see uh, how you can get in touch with them. Anyway, good work, Satellite Sisters. Enjoying the website. That's what it is there for. Okay, Julie, what the heck? Texas, what is going on down there this week? You know, for the past two weeks, it seems like every single day, every night, I am woken up by another weather alert that are sent out on your cell phones. You know, you probably have that feature on your phones, but you probably don't have any weather here in Southern California. You you don't have any weather, so you don't know. I mean, it has been constant tornado warnings, flood warnings. I mean, we have had epic amounts of rain and very, very violent weather uh, from Dallas, you know, Oklahoma to the north, and then all the way through um, uh, to Mexico. The weather has been terrible. I mean, we've been in a drought for six years, and now we've had more rain in the month of May than we've ever had. So it has really been very dramatic, and, and unfortunately, a number of people have lost their lives. I mean, and, you know, the stories are just heartbreaking. You know, families going on vacation, they think they've rented a house by a, you know, a lovely river, and then they are swept away to their death in the middle of the night. I mean, there's, you know, it has been constant. Uh, We hope that we're going to get a break in the weather starting today. The forecast is much more positive, Um, you know, that we have sun, you know, uh, no rain forecast. So that should be that should be a big help. So it has been, it's it been, has a while. been shocking to watch it on the news and so yeah. sad when you see the various stories of families that have lost everything or lost family members or, you know, homes swept away. Really, really shocking and sad. Yeah. It's just the amount of destruction is really, you know, it's very, it's, it's great. And because, uh, you know, because the ground is so saturated even the smallest amount of additional rain just puts us back into the flood stage, flood warnings. I mean, you know, I mean, traffic came to a a complete standstill in Dallas the other day just because of the heavy rains. There was too much flooding on many of the major streets. The same thing was happening in Houston. So it's been terrible. I mean, the weather has been bad. But in the middle of this, uh, my husband and I have been on a over a year quest to find that perfect empty nester pad. Now, as, as you know, longtime Satellite Sisters will know that I, I saw, we sold our house uh, a little over a year ago, uh, thinking that we wanted to downsize, right size, just find something. Cozy was, size, cozy size. Cozy, cozy size, more of a lock and leave thing, because we wanted to be able to travel, be on the go, and we didn't want to have to worry about a house. Well, that's been a little harder uh, to realize than we had anticipated. But uh, just in this past week, uh, I got word from my very intrepid real estate agent, who I love. 
she said that she found the perfect place. It had all the elements that we were looking for. It was small. It was single story. It was, you know, a totally redone house, Monica. Nothing had to be done. It was like HGTV perfect <laughs> in terms of the interior. So we were excited about it. And literally, I, uh, this is the truth. I got off the plane from my trip to Machu Picchu in Peru. On the way home from the airport, I went to see the house and we put an offer in that day. I mean, that, <laughs> that I is intrepid. Like, you are intrepid. But this, we had looked at a lot of stuff. So we knew. But then, you know, as, as uh, you both are homeowners. So, you know, the homeowning process is that you put down some earnest money and then you have about seven days in Texas. That's what it is. Seven days to have the house inspected, you know, just to make sure all the systems are, are right and the roof is in good shape. And we were my, my husband and I were thinking this is good because it's raining. You know, well, this will we'll be able to understand if there's any leaks in the roof and things right. like and it's going along fine. We are, you know, our inspector loves the house. Things are, the guy who, the, uh, the HVAC, which is the heating and air conditioning, he said it was the best unit he had seen in years, in years. You know, now that's exciting here in Texas because you've got to, you have to have a good air conditioning. The big time HVAC, yes. Right, right. So, but much of the plumbing and the electrical work, it was under the house. And in Texas, we don't have cellar, cellars or basements basements. What we have are it's crawl space. So it's like six feet, maybe eight feet deep. It's not, it's not a whole room, you know, or anything like that, but there's, there is space underneath your house. And this is where, in this case, where they had a, a lot of the plumbing and the wiring. So that needed to be checked. And as very, very typical in old, uh, in, in some homes that to get to the crawl space, there are hatches, uh, in the floor. They have this house had beautiful wooden floors and there were three hatches that you open up to go to go look under the house. Okay. This is all pretty okay. standard. Mm -hmm. This is where it gets a little non-standard that there was the contractor uh, inspector was having trouble opening the hatch, Monica. I felt like a, like an episode of Lost. Okay. <laughs> we could not we could not get into the hatch because it was swollen shut. In fact, when we took the rug, the area rugs, because we don't own this house. You know, you know, during the inspection period, you have permission to go into the house and have it inspected. We, we're not the homeowners. Uh, the sellers still own the house at this point. And so we moved the rugs to get into the hatch hatches. And that's where we saw like giant bulge, bulging, bulging in the, on the hatch door was, uh, was bulging. There was warping. There was, you know, and it kept raining. I'm telling you, it kept raining and the bulging and the warping of the floors and the hatches got worse. So it was so bad that the owners of the house had to bring in their contractor to saw open the hatch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because oh we can't. God. Can you imagine being the seller? Imagine yes. right. you have okay. just done this complete redo of a perfect little place. You've got the perfect couple to unload it on. And then the skies open and everything right. just okay. swells. So so their real estate agent, and she was a real estate agent, she kept saying, well, there's just a little seasonal humidity. That's what she, that's, 
that is how she was characterizing the swollen <laughs> hatch. So it took a whole day for their contractor to come in and, you know, TikTok, we're on the seven day clock. Like you have seven days to back out and then you don't lose any money, you know. Uh, but if you go more than seven days, you lose all your earnest money. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of money on the line. So we are like TikTok. We have to get this done. We have to get in the hatch. We have, we to, have to chainsaw open those hatches. <laughs> We have to, so they come, they, they, they saw open the hatch, but they've said nothing to us. Okay. This, the their real estate agent has said nothing. Did she open the hatch? What was in the hatch? What did they see down there? So we go over for the opening of the hatch and it was, it was like an episode of lost. I mean, the tension in the, in the room. Okay. So we have the inspector there. He's a contractor, our real estate agent, my husband, myself, and my, my real estate agent brought her husband because he's just really handy. And we thought we might need him in the hatch. Okay. So he came along as well. So we opened the hatch and I didn't even, I didn't even look in there initially. I just looked at my husband's face and the real estate agent's face. There was, there was eight inches of water in their crawl space. I mean, there there was a beer can floating. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sign. You don't have to be a real estate agent to know that what that sign means. (laughs) So that was oh, not bummer. That was not good news. That was not good news. That really, um, yeah, that was That's kind of pepper. crushing to us. And uh, but so we we just decide, and it was that we you know we got all three hatches open, and there was water throughout. You know, you know, there was water. We could see water underneath this entire house, and in the meantime, it is still pouring rain. I mean, there's more rain coming down. There's more of their landscaping that's just washing into the streets. You know, I mean, it's a bad time. So their real estate agent, again, so she's given up on the, it's just a little seasonal humidity. Her new strategy. Now she's trying to sell it to you. Like it's an ark, not a house. Well, I said, I said, I felt like I'm buying a houseboat. I said I wanted to buy a house. Did you always want to live on the water? That sounds adventurous. I like it. She's, you know, she was going with this is a 300-year storm. It is never ever going to happen again. The sun is going to come out, you know, tomorrow. That was that was her. <laughs> she's singing that to you now. Yes, that's who's singing. But we we just decided for many many reasons uh that this probably wasn't the first time that there was uh yeah. that there was water under there and it certainly wouldn't be the last time and that that was probably a lot more, you know, again, we wanted a house, not a houseboat <laughs> and that there this was uh this was a good time to unbuy this house and yeah. that's what Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. 
from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Lian's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Undarius seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. So, oh, that's too bad. I do feel yep. bad for you and your husband. I know you've been living in that condo looking for the perfect spot to make your move. 
but I don't you I mean don't you, you think you're if don't you're you the we're... sellers wouldn't you just think oh my god because it is like a 300 year storm I get it and it would just be like if you had bought that house the week before you would own it now Julie right I know I know I know that was but the sellers had no remorse I have to say that they would because they, they have a, this is a crazy market here so they have other offers so they didn't care if we walked away it wasn't really? like they were going to fix it which kind of hurt my feelings, but, um, but, but I know you're not allowed to have feelings in that, but it was just more than we wanted to take on. So uh, Monica, so- didn't you unbuy a house in Portland at one point? I recall that that was in your initial home buying effort. There was an right. earnest right. money I, scenario. Right. I was trying to buy my first house. Liz, you helped me with that, with the down payment. And I saw the best house that I had seen out of like a hundred houses I looked at. And so I did put down the earnest money. And so I effectively bought the house. And then I, that same afternoon, I saw another house that I wanted. So I went from owning no houses to owning two houses in one day. (laughs) Um, But I, I don't regret unbuying that other house because I drive by it uh several times a month and I it's just on a busy street it wouldn't have been a good house for me but you're right I did at one point unbuy that house (laughs) because I had the grace period whatever it was three days or seven days um and so and I it just it just happens I found my house the 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 day I bought the other house yeah I remember that that's um, right can unbuy yeah yeah I think Oregon you had three days as I recall well I, it's funny because I do have a, a leak related anecdote that I wanted to share with you. Oh, okay. it's, it's leak related and pet related. Uh, so, um, so here goes on this. So you may recall, speaking of unusual rains that last November we had, it never rains in Southern California, except last November we got some unusual rains and a giant leak developed in my bedroom ceiling and a portion of my bedroom ceiling caved in. You recall that? Yes, I do. Yes. There are pictures. It's well documented. Yes. So, uh, right. I talked about it on Satellite Sisters. I posted some photos on the Facebook page. So repairing that leak has been on my punch list for, well, since, since November. So here we are, May 31. I decided, okay, it's fully dried out now here. Uh, and so I should get uh, the painter patcher person who had just repainted the whole inside of my unit anyway, get him back in to give me an estimate on uh, what it's going to cost me to repair uh, the ceiling in the bedroom. And because he's been in and out of my unit a lot, having just painted it last fall, Uh, I said, I'll just leave the keys for you in the lobby, let yourself in, go in and look around, and then call me from there, and I can explain to you what I'm thinking, or you can ask me any questions. So he was supposed to come on uh, Wednesday, (coughs) excuse me, supposed to come on Wednesday, but got delayed at another job. So, But Wednesday morning, thinking he was coming in, I put Ferris, my dog, my old man dog uh, in the second bedroom and shut the door so that, you know, Steve painter guy would have no problem with the dog. 
but he didn't come uh, on that day. And so then, so he said, I'll come tomorrow instead. So the next day I like, I don't know, I forgot. I didn't really bother. So we had a free range Ferris in the unit uh, <laughs> on Thursday when, um, when Steve uh, came in. So mm-hmm. I'm at, I'm at work. It's, um, I, I get a, a phone call uh, that I do not answer uh, because I'm like with a bunch of people and it's a local phone number. I was like, I just let it go to voicemail. Um, seconds after it goes to voicemail, I get a text message, uh, and the text message, uh, says this, let me just look up the exact (laughs) message because this really brought me back to an old, um, text message says, dog is not happy with me and has me cornered in bedroom. (laughs) What? No, Ferris? Ferris. 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 Ferris allegedly has him cornered in my bedroom. Okay, Ferris is a like thirty-pound, thirteen-year-old terrier mutt who has never cornered anything in his whole life. Um, no, not even squirrels. He just watches CNN all day, right? <laughs> or sleeps. He is. He is very much like me in that way. Yes. Yeah, so he's. Um, so the so this text message comes in, and now I'm actually like in a car with my coworkers. We're coming back from a meeting, so I have three people in my car with me, and I get this text message. And so now I really do have to respond. Uh, so I call him from in the car, and it's on the Bluetooth, so all of my coworkers can hear this. And we have the painter in the corner of my bedroom telling me that like Ferris is lunging at him. Really? Ferris hasn't even lunged at a squirrel in three years. You know? That is great. I'm glad he's lunching, aren't you, Liz? Because his poor dog has cancer. So that I know, sexy. I know. It's it's amazing. So he's so he's um uh trapped in the corner and I can hear Ferris barking in the background. So it's not like he's making it up. For whatever reason, Ferris has decided he's going to make a stand with this painter in my bedroom. And uh so he's like could you talk to him? Maybe if he hears your voice, you could calm him down. So now the painter is holding his cell phone on the speaker up to my dog. And I'm talking to Ferris over the Bluetooth with three of my colleagues. <laughs> listening to me. The like, dog whisperer. Okay. Dog what do you whisper. say? I'm like, Ferris, it's okay. It's okay. You've met Steve before. Remember, Steve was in the apartment painting, you know, a couple months ago. It's okay. This is clearly not working. Uh, and I mean, I do feel sorry for the painter when it's not your dog. You don't know what it's going to do. You know, I know Ferris would never bite anyone, but Steve doesn't know that. Uh, so he's like, is there, could you, is there anyone that could, could you have a neighbor who knows the dog, who could get the dog under control? I'm like, no, not really. But my dog walker, Mark, lives not too far away. Let me call Mark. If he's nearby, maybe he can zip over and help you. So then, and again, my colleagues are listening to this whole conversation. So then I call Mark, uh, who is at home in Santa Monica. So that's good. So it means he's only like 15 minutes away. And I explained to Mark that Ferris has Steve the painter cornered in the bedroom. And he's like, our Ferris? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he can't even believe that this would, that this dog had this in him. 
he's like, oh, that is ridiculous. And I was like, okay, I know that's ridiculous, but if it's a dog, you don't know. And he's standing and barking at you. And he appears to be just standing in the bedroom door. So Steve cannot escape the bedroom. <laughs> could, you, could you just go over and uh, just, just liberate the whole scene? I don't, you know, he's like, okay, great. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go right over. So then I text back to Steve, the, um, uh, the painter and say the dog walker will be there in 10 minutes. Well, it turns out what he did, he didn't even wait the 10 minutes. He took the the ottoman that is at the foot of my bed yeah. and created a barrier between himself and Ferris so he could like wedge himself out of the bedroom. So imagine this is like a bullfighting scenario now. And the bull is Ferris and the cape is an ottoman. And Steve is, like, managing to get out the bedroom door into the living room. And then he flees uh, so that Ferris doesn't have a chance to, to lunge at him anymore. So by the time I got home, the, 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 the ottoman from the bedroom is still, like, in the middle of my entryway. <laughs> and it's clear. This looks like a crime scene now. That somebody, <laughs> somebody has been in there. Anyway, um... It's a classic story. You just, you know, a barking dog when it's not your own is pretty menacing. But it, I think, as you mentioned, Julie, Ferris had cancer two years ago, and he's had steroids for breakfast every day since then. Oh, well, so there you go. I think Liz. those steroids must have really kicked in. I'm, uh, I'm sorry for Steve. I do, uh, I did apologize to him. But, in, uh, but I'm kind of glad that Ferris still has this in him. But you know what it reminded me of, Monica? When I got the text that said, um, dog is not happy with me. Do you remember the raccoon phone message? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Again, longtime listeners will remember the raccoon message. But the brief version of that is when Monica and I lived together in Portland, the oil burner went out in our house. And it was very cold. And so I the oil burner person was coming over to repair the oil burner and I left like the garage door up or left some keys anyway. So, so the guy could let himself into the house and I was at work and busy. And by like six thirty PM or something, when I was just wrapping up for the day, I listened to my voicemail at work and there was a message that had come in hours before from the oil burner repairman saying, do <laughs> Do you have a pet raccoon? Because <laughs> there is a raccoon sitting on your living room couch. <laughs> so I don't know what it just makes me laugh. So clearly a raccoon had snuck in the same way the oil burner guy did. Or didn't it take us a while to get that raccoon out of the house, as I recall? Right. Uh, I think it's called Critter Control. Critter Control. Exactly. That's when we met Mr. Critter Control. Anyway. Critter Control. <laughs> um, yeah. We were like, Liz was like, yeah. Oh, you mean Rocky? Oh, yeah. My Rocky. <laughs> and he was just curled up on the couch, the guy said. <laughs> Anyway, um, a little, little Ferris shenanigans. I, I thought I just needed to share. Um, the So when they actually do come back to do that repair, he will clearly be back in the second bedroom uh, where he should have been all along. But well, Boy, what kind of estimate did you get for the job? I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they padded it for you. <laughs> He'll come in wearing pads next yes, time. Yes, maybe that's uh, it. But I, the I, ottoman, that's a good, it's a good defensive tool. Good to know. <laughs> 
that, like, when in doubt, go for the ottoman. Go okay. for the ottoman against a 30-pound, 13-year-old, aging, toothless terrier. Okay. Oh, uh, anyway, there you have it. Good work, Ferris. Ferocious Ferris. Well, when I, I knew I would be on the show today with you girls, so I have a story for each of you. Good news for Julie and good news for Liz. For oh, sure. that's good. Right. First, we're going to start with the good news for Julie, and this is actually two stories. So, Julie, I know you don't love driving a car. No, I, I don't. I know you're able to drive a car, and you're a good driver, but I know you don't enjoy driving. So, I just have some news for you. If you ever have to move to the state of Maryland, you're safe because in Maryland this week, they eliminated the parallel parking test that was freshly oh, required to get a driver's license. So, Julie, I know you're not a huge fan of parallel parking. Just no. saying it's safe to move to Maryland. So, Thank you, Monica. Uh, that is that is good news, Monica. So, I, you know, it's I actually think parallel parking is one of my best skills. Every time I parallel park effectively, it gives me a sense of great satisfaction. And I thank, in my mind, I thank Mr. Kugler, who was both my <laughs> biology teacher and my driver's ed. Or no, chemistry teacher. Chemistry teacher and driver's ed. And I remember nothing from chemistry at all, Mr. Kugler. But I can still <laughs> parallel park like an ace. So thank you very much. Liz, I'm with you um, because I have to, I went to college in Washington, D.C., and that's a city where it's parallel park or die. I mean, you're never going to be able to park your car unless you know how to parallel park. And so my boyfriend, we we didn't have cars in college. No one did. But my boyfriend grew up in D.C., so we would borrow his parents' car, and he would pull up alongside a really tight space. He'd get out of the driver's seat. He would make me get in, and he taught me how to parallel park. And you know what? I'm forever grateful (laughs) to him. And I am very happy that people are not learning how to parallel park because that's more parking spaces for me. Yes. (laughs) I I would be one of those people. I just drive around the block to see if I can find some some big, fat, front-end parking spot. Right. I, I, I enjoy watching people attempt to parallel park when they go in front and first. When they yeah. think what's kind of a big space, I was like, you know, that's that that's not going to work. It but I'm gonna, work. I'm going to enjoy watching it. I mean, Liz, I feel like I can jam my car into almost any space. That's uh, great. Either side of the road. So, you know, I sort of agree that if you live in the suburbs or a rural area, you really don't need to learn how to parallel park. Right. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, I can see that they, in Maryland, they said they want to focus more on safe driving skills, things like merging onto the highway or making left-hand turns in traffic uh, safely. So you don't have to parallel park anymore. Um, And then my other driving story, uh, this is not really good news. Um, And Julie, do not get this. I don't know if you guys (laughs) heard the story about that company, Navdi. No. No. Okay, it's a small startup company. The product isn't out yet, but what it is is it's going to be a small projector that's mounted on the dashboard of your car, and it streams information from your smartphone right onto the windshield in your field of vision, okay? So you're going to be able – so it's like a hologram 
floating there on your windshield while you're driving where you're going to be able to uh, call your friends, text, get GPS, check your Facebook messages, and it's called a heads-up display. And in the promotional video for Navdi, they're saying it's safe because pilots already have this technology. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess when pilots are landing planes on the runway, they have this heads-up technology, which I think is fine, but I doubt pilots are calling their mother or texting their mother (laughs) on Facebook. So I just think, I mean, the argument for this company, Navdi, is that, look, I'm saying... Thank you, Monica. I, I will I will search on that immediately. <laughs> well, that is good news. Hey, sisters, I saw a story and it made me think of both of you because you are working sisters. Liz, you work for that television company. And Monica, you're a nurse. And that, you know, that this is some new research that um, they're reporting on that's come out of Harvard Business School about the you know to look at again to reexamine the issue of why more women are not rising you know through the highest ranks of business what you know what is holding them back and i think the, uh, this article said that the conventional wisdom has been that if we just had more family friendly policies or you know uh you know employee friendly policies that that women would be able to move to the highest ranks of business but uh this is i guess sort of a uh, good news bad, bad news story but the real problem according to this professor is that what is holding women back in their in their careers is not family friendly policies it's the round the clock work Mm-hmm. That is what's killing, killing, uh, killing people and their careers. Mm-hmm. That when you have to answer emails at 11 p.m. at night, when Monica, you have to be on call o- over the weekend, Liz, when you have to take conference calls on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. that this culture of overwork, you know, where it, um, it really is, it is the bi- single biggest thing that's Im- impeding women's advancements because, in fact. The women that take advantage of whatever family-friendly policy there might be at their company, that, in fact, derails them from, you know, achieving higher levels of success in their career because it puts you on a different track. And really, if you want to reach the highest echelons, then you have to be able to work 24-7. And for some reason women are much more likely to take advantage of the policies that companies have set out. And in doing that, they derail their career slightly. While men, you know, they work around the system. They've, they've done other research and that a lot of men, like in, in jobs where they have this culture of overwork, where you have to be available, even though it's your week, both should see it. So, but I'm going to give you a quiz. Oh, that's if, intriguing. Yes. Okay. It got some. It got some bad reviews. But you both. I'm going to give you a quiz. If you answer correctly to this quiz, then I know you're going to see it. Okay. So, first question to you, Monica, is: uh, Do you like Hawaii? Yes or no? I love Hawaii. Okay. Okay. Liz, second question: How do you? Li- okay. <laughs> second little celebrity tidbit I had for you was um, uh, was Martha Stewart. Okay. Uh, she is going to be. She is going to be part of um, a new campaign by Triscuits that they are putting out. Celebrity Triscuits and oh, her, boy. her, 
Her Triscuit is coming out this summer, and it's going to be sea salt and coconut. What do you think of that? That sounds disgusting. <laughs> I, I, this is Liz, I saw that Patty had posted this in our Facebook group, and I assumed, Julie, that you and Leanne would devote the entire Tuesday show to this issue. <laughs> because it was so... Down on this because you have been discussing triscuits for many months now. Yes, uh, we have, and the, the whole concept of the triscuit recipe you've been wrestling with. Yes, I don't know. Coconut, I'm okay with. Sea salt, I'm okay with. I'm not feeling the coconut sea salt combo. I don't know, Monica. You, what would you put on that? I mean, why would you eat that? It's like a dessert. Triscuits are savory. Um, yeah. I guess maybe the touch of sweetness. Martha thinks is something special. I don't know. It's it, it's too trendy for me. I'm not going to eat it. I think it's a sign. I mean, sea salt has been a trendy ingredient for like three years now, right? The whole sea salt yes. boom. So I think we should take this as a sign that the next big thing is coconut. Um, and obviously Martha Stewart knows that, and we don't know that yet. But we know Isn't it Isn't that, you know, Liz, it's very interesting you say that because, you know, when I was doing my tour as Urban Nana in Brooklyn, which is the, that's ground zero for any new trends in anything, there was a lot of coconut in Brooklyn this winter, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. See? So, see? 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 Big. I think coconut is big. I think yeah. it could I think it could be the next big thing. So Martha is trying to get on the coconut bandwagon uh, before the rest of us, only hipsters and urban Nana know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, she's going to bring it to, to the rest of us in the supermarkets of America. Um, artisanal Triscuits. Got it. But see, Liz, my, when I read that, I was like, why don't the satellite sisters have their own Triscuits? We've been talking about Triscuits for, you know, we're much more dedicated to Triscuits than Martha Stewart ever has been. You know, <laughs> that is true. With yeah. no transaction at all ever changing hands between us and Triscuit. But you're right. Leon has been talking about Triscuits on Satellite Sisters for years. <laughs> uh, well, what would, well, I, if I was going to do a Triscuit, like. Well, Liz, we know what yours would be. What do you think mine would be, Monica? <laughs> yours would just be drenched in balsamic vinegar. That is correct. I right. think that, because that is basically what I do to a Triscuit. Like in my own home, when I remove the Triscuit from the box, I often put a dash of balsamic on the Triscuit and eat it that way. So I'm happy to commercialize that Triscuit if you're interested. Um, Julie, what do you think? Is there a Satellite Sisters flavor you can imagine or is there a Julie Dolan flavor? Well, see, I think it would be fun to have Triscuits, five flavors, one box. That's Uh what I think would be. Think about that. Okay. So that... You could have your balsamic drenched ones, but if you didn't want to eat that, you could certainly eat my uh, super salty um, barbecue flavored ones, Liz. <laughs> or, I don't know. I'm going to work on my flavor, but I think it would be fun to have five flavors in one box. That would mm. be my contribution. Monica, what would yours be? My flavor would be, <laughs> I just thought of this, salami dust. <laughs> <laughs> You could own that. That is not happening anywhere else in the foodie scene. When you say salami dust, that just came to me. Can you imagine a salami dust Triscuit with a little piece of cheddar cheese on top? That's heaven. So it just saves you the trouble of putting the salami on it. Right. You don't have to buy salami. Just salami. I'm sure someone can create salami dust. 
<laughs> okay. I, I enjoy that. Well, um, Julie, can you follow up with Leon and with Sheila to see yes. what their flavors would be? Yes. And we can, okay. uh, we'll announce that on our Tuesday show. Leon and I do a separate show on Tuesday. Um, uh, and so we will, there'll be more Triscuit news um, at that time. Yes. Okay. But so, Monica, I'm marking you down for salami dust. Uh, and, uh, but you might want to trademark that the moment we're done with this podcast. It is a big idea. Okay, it's going to be big. Oh, okay. Well, I had a couple of other um, small celebrity, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, I still have that Guatemalan cough that I haven't quite gotten rid of. Uh, so um, I have uh, one little uh, TV tidbit that I wanted to mention. Um, you know, Satellite Sisters, how uh, we recently saved the Mindy Project. We were, um, we were on board a leader in the campaign to save that show, which has, in fact, been uh, picked up at Hulu now. Um, and uh, we talked about that already on the show. But this weekend, I read in the so-called news um, that the new season coming with Mindy, there's going to be a new best friend character. Oh, and yeah. I'm enjoying that because I think Mindy has always needed a satellite sister on that show. And now she's going to have a satellite sister on that show. And I feel like there's something that was happening with the satellite sister support of the show that she somehow got that message that, yeah, she needs a satellite sister on the Mindy Project. So now I'm super looking forward to the new season. I think that's a great idea. And yes, she would be a good friend and yes. she needs a good friend. She mm -hmm. does. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I wanted to mention that. And then, uh, in other news, uh, in sports news, you may have heard, um, seen the headlines this week about the indictments of the, um, FIFA officials. And, um, so that is the world governing body for soccer or as they call it football. But so that's the bad news happening in the soccer world. But the good news happening in the soccer world, I wanted to remind people is that the women's world cup starts next Saturday. So, oh. I mean, this will be super exciting, fun to watch. You know, the U.S., the women's national team from the U.S. is sort of out to take it all. Um, but there are a lot of good teams in this competition. So um, just FYI, you're probably going to want to get in on that. The opening game, hang on, I wrote this down somewhere. The, um, the opener is... Da, 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 da. Um, oh, okay. Saturday, uh, June 6th is Canada versus China. This is all televised. You can check your local listings. It'll be from Edmonton. And the final is played in Vancouver on Sunday, the 5th of July. So I mean, it would be great to see the U.S. team uh, in that final on the 5th of July, but it's a, it's a big competition that starts up uh, this coming Saturday. And I was in the Rose Bowl with Leon. And other members of our family, uh, the last time the U.S. team won, it's the very famous, you know, Brandy Chastain goal that took the whole thing in overtime. So I just, I just have a lot of good feelings about the Women's World Cup. So if you do too, uh, don't forget to put that on your uh, to-do list because it is starting up um, next weekend. Go Team USA. Yeah. 
And, uh, okay, then just a couple of other things from the Facebook group, and we are good to go for this week. Remember, we have a Facebook page. You can just like us there, and that's when you get any notice from us whenever we post a new show. The Facebook page is uh, the source for that. But the Facebook group, we post there, but you can also post whatever you want there. So it's more of a mixed-up discussion there really fun. I have noticed that there's more and more contribution from members of the Satellite Sisterhood really all over the world now than there ever was before. Isn't that exciting to go read that group? I I love it every day. I mean, there's always great postings. I learn so much. And uh, yeah, that's the place to be. Yeah, you have to join the group. And you're in charge of the group, right, Liz? It's it's an exclusive membership. (laughs) Check people out. And as long as they're not selling sunglasses and have yeah. some friends and are not named Cherry. You're, you're in the group, right? Yeah, it's Leanne picked out the name Cherry. I would like to say I have a colleague named Cherry, so it might actually have been her applying. Uh, so, but, <laughs> oops. Um, but, right, I mean, as long as we know you're an actual human being, we let you in. But there are all these bots uh, on Facebook now where you let people into your group, and the next thing you know, it's all ads for sunglasses. So, uh, yeah, just click join the group. I'm happy to let you in. Julie, you posted a lot of great notes and great photos from your trip to Machu Picchu in the Facebook group. So I've noticed that has spurred this flurry of great posting from hikes all over the world that Satellite Sisters are doing. Justina posted today a video of her hiking the Kungsleden Trail in Sweden. And she did that on her birthday three years ago, and today is her birthday again. So happy birthday, Justina, but also the Kungsleden Trail is not something I had ever heard of. So I would, that was fun to see that. We're getting regular reports from the Appalachian Trail. And I'm hoping that any day now, you know, our executive producer, Courtney Cole, is currently climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Yes, I know. I know. So we hope we get some bulletins from her that we can pass on to everyone. Yes. So it would be it would be great to like if you have great feats that you have done and you want to share, we are the people to share it with because we are your satellite sisters. So and and if you have if you have walking sticks in the picture, you get extra points. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Uh, and then the only other thing I wanted to mention that Kim had posted in the Facebook group that she was, I think she said she was on a bus from Cape Cod to Boston. But anyway, she was laughing her full head off on the bus, enjoying the human cannonball episode of Satellite Sisters, which, again, going back to the brand new website, the human cannonball episode, Julie, that was your fateful trip to the Texas State fair, I believe. Yes, indeed. Yes, Liz. And I was reporting on the human cannonball (laughs) and hilarity ensued uh, on the podcast. So you can just go to the listen to the sisters page at satellitesisters.com. I'm pretty confident that if you put human cannonball into the search box, you are going to come up with that historic uh, Satellite Sisters episode that Kim was enjoying this weekend. So thanks, Kim. And thanks, everybody who posts there. So Okay, what do you guys got going on this week? Uh, Julie, you're going to continue? More, I'm to- more house hunting, Liz. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got to find a house. So I'm back to ground zero. So uh, this is the perfect week to be looking because all terrible things will be uncovered right now. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And Monica, do you have anything cooked up? Uh, just work, work, and work. Okay. <laughs> 
I will be in your former um, city of Washington, D.C. this week. Okay. I'm, uh, I'll be headed there tomorrow, spending a few days at uh, the National Geographic Channel. So that is always fun. And Julie and Leanne, you'll be back on Tuesday, right? We will. All right. And our best to Ferocious Ferris. While you're in your absence, I hope uh, he doesn't corner any other innocents. Oh, I'm going to post a, just an updated picture of Ferris so that people can appreciate how ludicrous the story is that he could possibly have anyone cornered anywhere and be lunging at them. Uh, but it makes me laugh. So it was well worth the, uh, the trauma to Steve the Painter. Um, anyway, okay, thank you everyone for joining us. Thanks for all of the email uh, and Facebook likes and Facebook group posts that we get from you. We really, really do appreciate the sense of community. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Mm-hmm.